Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. One focus for today is speaking your mind without offending or looking bad at work. And this answers the frequent question, how do I disagree in a respectful way? Or how can I be heard at work? At any level, whether you're the top management or summer intern, this may feel intimidating. If you think your viewpoint is in the minority, or perhaps you're new to the group or to the company. In these situations, to build your own confidence, first, focus on what you're saying to yourself, your internal conversation, versus what you're going to say to others. Step one, ask yourself, why am I holding back? What What am I afraid of? And just work through the conversation you're having with yourself. Then be clear on your own intention to help serve the group, or what I call the system. It might be just two of you. Uh, It might be a whole team or an organization. And when you're clear on your purpose of helping the whole, it grounds you and why it's very important for your thoughts to be heard. So now I'd like to welcome our first caller, Chuck. Chuck from Florida. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Molly. Great to have you. What uh, conversation or situations on your mind today? Well, I wanted to mention something that happened a few years ago. I was hired as a director for a Fortune 500 company, and uh, I was hired by the executive vice president, and I reported to a vice president. And I was there about maybe 10 days, and I sent an email to the uh, to my boss, the vice president, and I blind carbon copied or BCC'd the executive vice president who had told me he's actually the one who hired me and said to keep him in the loop. So that after that evening, I went out of town on a trip and the next morning my boss called me and just started immediately uh, yelling at me and it was really inappropriate saying, you know, why did I send that BCC? Why did I notify him? Just going on and on about this. And, you know, I, my point here is that uh, I came from a background of um, military and uh, government intelligence where we used that BCC a lot. In other words, just need to know. And I wasn't aware of, I'd been to the company just a short time, I wasn't really aware of their culture and how they sent emails. So I just, uh, I, I kind of had to apologize and say, well, you know, I wasn't familiar with that. But I just felt that approach from my uh, my immediate boss was really short-sighted instead of trying to maybe mentor me and to tell me what was what their their procedure was. <laughs> he just started upbraiding me. And uh, not only was he uh, 20 years younger than I was, he had really no experience in what my skill set was. So I was, uh, I was kind of insulted by it. And uh, I just thought that Maybe you had some suggestions. First of all, how I should have approached it after it happened, and also some advice to the people in a company when they're talking with new employees who maybe aren't familiar with the culture and aren't 
thoroughly uh, familiar with what, you know, what paths they should take within the company. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I bet myself and all the listeners can um, appreciate this because obviously I can tell you just wanted to keep folks in the loop. The executive vice president asked you to, so you're just saying, I'm just doing what I thought was the right thing to do. And this is the no good deed goes unpunished. And then you get hammered by this boss. So I appreciate that that probably was like just shocking for you. So in the moment, and based on what I was thinking, it's, it's just kind of that, wow, this is going on for me. I can't even believe it. And there's a shock for you. So just pausing for that and just saying, okay, taking a few breaths, level sets. And obviously the VP is very upset. And you can just acknowledge, wow, I'm seeing you very upset. So just, just acknowledging that. I'm not my intention. I apologize for what I did that made you upset doesn't make it wrong, by the way, but just you know, an apology to kind of just acknowledge him. So hopefully that just takes a little heat out of it. And, you know, you could say, sorry if I made you mad. I'm wondering, and I'm genuinely curious, what about it made you angry? And that forces, again, you don't have to say anything, just has the person reflect, well, you know, I feel like you were going behind my back might be a very obvious answer. And have compassion for this executive. He may be perceiving this as he's a bit insecure. He's a little insecure or what have you. So he just doesn't feel like he's in control. We've all been there too. So to say, well, I feel like, okay, I can appreciate his point of view, whether you agree with it or not is the point, but that you can show that you can be in his shoes. So in a quick amount of time, Chuck probably diffused the situation a bit. And right. then say, you know, I'm here and I want to do the right thing. And, you know, I'm from a different culture. It wasn't really explained to me. This was just so you understand where I'm coming from. And I'm not being defensive. So if you're worried about coming across defensive, just state, I'm not trying to be defensive. Just want to clarify where my background for many years is that was just an easy, convenient way for all of us to be in sync and on the same page. No, you know, bad intention on my part at all. I'm here to make you successful. How's that? That sounds landing? good. And I, I think from the other side that the uh, my boss should have been counseled. And I, I don't know how or what his experience level was to talk to a new employee in that tone of voice instead of saying, well, hey, look, I, I, this happened and it's really not how we do things. In other words, I don't think you have the, the right even, unless you're not educated, to just start yelling at people for a mistake they made when they've just started in the company and they're not, they're not really familiar with what's happening. I don't think that's the way a boss should act. And I think you, you try to work on both sides of the coin here, not only with the person who has an issue, but also with the leaders of companies, et cetera. That's perfect. So let's go to that part. You raise a really important point because this is an opportunity to create the shared reality about your experience, what happened. And I think it's fair to say, I, you know, I can understand where you've come from because he's just explained it. Um, I'd like to share my experience. And the way that was communicated to me felt very, if it was disrespectful, inappropriate, etc. And just pause. Gives him a chance. Wow, I, you know, I can see that. I did not mean to do that. Right? So give him an out to apologize. You may not just say, you know, I'd love for us to have an agreement because for me to give my best work to you, that sort of in, uh, you know, tone of voice or however he would approach it 
does not bring the best out in me. So can we agree on a way that, you know, if it's not, if you disagree that you could do so in a more even tone voice or something like that, you know, when, when especially if you're more junior, it, it, this happens, you know, gosh, if I go back the years that I did not behave well, <laughs> you know, we'd be here a long time. So that just gives him an out. And hopefully that is a, gosh, I really appreciate it. And, and that notion of I welcome feedback from you. So you're, if they haven't set up the, the rules of the game, you say, let's have, I'll give you feedback. You give me feedback so that uh, in the vein of us both being, um, successful. So do you feel like you could yeah. shift that? Because that's a little more of a peer thing without being disrespectful, but, but I'm here for you and hopefully you're here for me. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I, I, after that happened, I really had a hard time trusting him. And I really, I felt I was always, you know, I, I kind of had a check with him on a little things that maybe I wonder if this is how he likes this. He, he was kind of a prickly person anyway, but you know, I, I, I kind of lost a little respect and trust in him immediately. And I think you just want to avoid that when you're starting with a new company. And I don't think the the, uh, the vice presidents and these people in those positions want to be looked at that way. And I just think it was bad behavior on his part. And I, I don't know what he went through before this to set him off so much, but uh, I just thought it was totally inappropriate. I, I totally am in your camp. A way to bring that up is just to say, you know, for me, this experience, you know, has, isn't great. I'm new. I'm trying to, you know, get started on the right foot. And I'll be really honest, it doesn't create trust. It's not something that helps me yeah. feel that we have trust. And just honor yeah, and just be open about that. And then say, so I think I would like to feel 100% trust in you, and I would like you to feel 100% trust in me. Can we talk about how that looks? And and be yeah, really, so really you shouldn't have to think, should I, should I CC you, should I tell you? You know, you don't wanna run around having to tell your boss every little thing you do and helping that person realize, and if people are coming up the ranks, they may tend to micromanage a little bit more, right, if they're not as equipped. I mean, obviously you had a lot more experience. So, you know, you're helping well, them. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's good advice. You know, in, in in the law enforcement background, in some of those areas, you know, you sometimes you're you're faced with a situation where you have a report that something was done, but you need both sides of the story before you make any quick decisions and get angry at people. And so that's kind of how I was trained, and that it didn't it didn't set right with me that he didn't he didn't even ask me my side of the story. He just assumed that I had done it. In, I, I don't in some disrespectful way, and I, I think I, I just don't think that was. I think what you're saying is pretty good. In fact, I've watched uh, many of your presentations, and I think they're they're very helpful. Uh, I think they're. In fact, it might be a good thing that before anybody gets a new job, they ought to, <laughs> or even if they have a job and they're on a new team, it'd be worthwhile watching some of those because it's kind of tricky to navigate through some of the situations that you've described. Yeah, I appreciate you for that, Chuck. That's fantastic. Building off um, what you said there, the um, the the you know if if someone you want to plan for the bad times. So a way to say this is, you know, I understand we had this blow up, but in the future, if there's something that doesn't sit right with you that you think I've done, I would ask for you to just assume positive intent, and I'm going to do the same with you. 
Because yeah, jumping well, to conclusions, just, just say, can we agree on that? And that would help me feel more trust and feel like it's a safe space because I think that's how you're going to get the best out of me. So it is about this, but you'll get the best out of me. You'll look better. And, you know, some folks may really, you may really need to connect the dots, right? You're seasoned leaders. This is, everyone makes a mistake here and now. If you're really, in this case, having to really mentor up, which is what it's sounding like. And, and I think a lot of folks can relate to this. I get a lot of input from people. My boss isn't this, you know, I'm more than my boss. And that happens. So how can you, you know, help uh, the boss uh, grow and to, to be the best for you? For companies well, yeah, where they don't a, have, you know, go ahead. That's really a good idea. Because I think sometimes, uh, I think some of, the, some of the things you've said in some of your praise presentations actually are helping your boss grow. It helps if your boss grows and has your respect and understands your point of view. I, that's, to me, that just helps the entire company instead of having these little one-off problems with people. And yeah. uh, it's hard to rebuild trust sometimes when someone blows up like that. Very hard. It's very hard. It takes way more effort. Faster to lose, uh, not so easy to build back up. The last thing I wanted to um, just chat about when you brought up, if the company doesn't have the norms, it's not something that's clarified more proactively for new employees, it's great to ask. And so they may not have something, you know, I'm wondering, uh, is there anything or someone I can talk to about some of the norms culturally, how we communicate in the spirit of I'd like to, you know, accelerate my learning curve and so that I can be more productive. So, you know, positive intention in that. So if it's not there in the workplace, feel empowered to help suggest that. And because that's obviously something that's going to help the whole organization. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good idea. I think a lot of companies, they go through an orientation and they have you fill out a lot of paperwork and you speak to this person and that person. But some of the things that just seem common to you, like email and texting now, uh, you know, you might just step on someone's toes without even knowing it, without knowing you even have to ask about it. So, yeah. uh, of course, I learned my lesson. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, now I you're equipped. You're, wait, <laughs> Hope <laughs> wait, it doesn't happen saying, again. Yeah, you know, it won't happen again, yeah, that's for sure. And, and actually, going forward, I think every time you have a, an issue like that going forward in any job, whether you're the employer or you're the boss or not, it just helps you grow and uh, try to not make those same mistakes again. I really appreciate your input, and I, I really enjoy your series also. That's super. To wrap, Chuck, is there one particular takeaway from our time together that you have? Well, I think, you know, I think it's just try to work with your, in this case, work with your boss, try to help him, make him understand where you're coming from, that you respect him, and to try going forward to open up some type of uh, understanding of the dialogue you need between you so you don't run into these bumps. And if there is something that bumps up, to approach it in a more rational way, be more inquisitive rather than accusatory. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Keep in touch. Please let me know how it goes and if I can be of more help. I really appreciate you calling in and thank you for being part of the solution. Okay. Thank you very much, Molly. appreciate it. Okay. I am delighted to welcome from New York, our next caller, Jim. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. I'm calling from your old neighborhood, Cornell University. It's a little ways up the road, not far, about 40 minutes. 
so you're familiar with the territory of my neighborhood. Oh. And oh, uh, yeah. the question, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, oh, yeah, I love it. Go red. Um, the challenge I have is I'm, I'm working with a team now as a team leader, and there's everybody on the team, uh, XYZ generation, millennials, boomers, and uh, getting everybody to row together in the same direction has been a challenge just because of the uh, generational gaps. Something so simple as showing up with um, a laptop that everyone perceives is just outdated so you know it there's just that whole gap of um trying to communicate with everybody where they are so uh, i was wondering if how you could help me with that and big fan of say it skillfully so i want to be part of the solution <laughs> i appreciate you jim it's fantastic so say just I, I didn't quite follow you on the computer so just what is that that, what was well, that situation? So everybody has their own uh, device that they show up with at the meeting. And there's always um, a little bit of a discussion around what's the best, what's the best laptop, what's the best, uh, you know, intelligent device. And, you know, being a boomer myself, I'm really not all wrapped up in the technology. So I show up with a device that's, you know, maybe a generation old. And putting that on the table, I found out instantly, you know, <laughs> tells the team, I'm just not with it. And, and it's, it's been a challenge to um, lead the team and, and get everybody on board at the same time. So individually, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, it seems to be working. But uh, getting everybody together as a whole um, has been the challenge. Okay. I hear you. Thank you for explaining that. So uh, this is relevant for, I'm sure, many, many people on the call. And I, I do have to say I have nieces and nephews in the, you know, Gen X millennial, and I love it. I love the fact that they're inquisitive. I haven't personally run into some of the dysfunctional things. I, I, don't, I trust that they do happen. Uh, I think as the leader there, the visionary part and helping people realize that together we're better is, is important. Everyone is self. We're all about ourselves. You have to understand that, right? So everybody's about themselves. So the ability to just help people feel like they're part of something, the who are we together is a real opportunity. Starting out, and I've covered this in the videos, the ability, you have this one-on-one -on -one connection, folks, which is great. Jim, you and each individual. The, a real opportunity to accelerate people really playing the game for each other, which is the, the, the quality of the highest performing teams, is really to have amongst the team, good interpersonal connection. They don't have to be best friends, but the ability to have people appreciate what people have gone through and who they really are is important. Um, and there's activities I've talked about before, just to how do you create some space for people to share about themselves personally? There's a quick one you can do, which is say, you know, we're all here, we've got titles, I don't care about the titles. You know, I'm gonna ask, and you can lay out a particular format about some background from people Sharing something that people struggle through or continue to struggle with is a way to race to vulnerability. And it seems edgy. Every time I've done it, people are dying to be who they really are. And the chance to share something that may have been hard, but they overcame is a way to really create connection. So there's a lot of activities. So I think that, that team connection is a first and foremost really important. 
if people have the courage to be vulnerable and to ask for help and give help, that's just fundamental and that changes the game for everything else. Lots of folks skip over that, although everyone says they want to have trust. So the vulnerability piece is a must for trust. Does that part make sense? Oh, yes. And and uh, the thought that was went through my mind is not thinking, oh my goodness, I think we may have missed that piece. That may be, you know, we should have done that right up front. So, <laughs> so don't feel bad about that. You and 98% of pe- folks out there jump to the task and it's totally normal. So do not feel bad. Once you create that foundation and, and part of that includes what are our norms, co-creating, you know, how do we want to be together and acknowledging, hey, we've got a quite a diversity here in the broadest sense, people, places, ideas, experience, not just the ages or the genders. And just say, look at part of our opportunity to be wildly successful together is that we're going to honor each other and really be able to hear the different viewpoints and perspectives and be respectful in, in working through them and also realizing that we have to get to a shared understanding for our group. And so letting people know you're all part of the problem, all part of the solution is a great tenet that I found because it immediately creates mutual accountability. And so you know, I shared on, on, on LinkedIn, if you haven't seen, I'll send it to you, that win is one paper. But the idea of you have to have the shared, accurate reality, you know, each of you has a different experience, and we all think we're right. So we can't all be right. Let's make sure we bubble up the different experiences, and so we align on what is really going on for us as a group, the shared reality, the on the same page, right? In order to do that, we've got to hear from everybody, even the unpopular, tough-to-say things, in service to the group. So I'm not here to hear not about your personal issues. That's not the point. The point is contributing to what's going to help us as a whole. And I presume, Jim, that it's clear that there is some form of vision. And then, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Here's what great looks like, because we'll accomplish X. We'll accomplish X this way. And so when you paint a picture and you see that everyone is aligned on that, right, then, and, and then we own that we're all part of the problem, all part of the solution, that if you create that energy, all the task component flows much easier. Does that make sense? It does. And uh, I think part of, well, I know part of it is that even though I'm aware of the diversity among the group, old habits die hard. And since I was born in a baby boomer, raised as a baby boomer, I kind of approach things from that vantage point. And even though I'm aware of it, I... I need I need some exercise um, to um, practice. That's great. I appreciate your acknowledging that. Boy, there's no other way uh, that the more effective to then to model that for the team and being really transparent with the group. And for a lot of leaders, that feels edgy, like I'm supposed to have all the answers and be perfect. And no, people aren't looking to follow perfection as a leader. So to help folks realize that I get that I need to grow as the leader for this whole group to grow. And that's just also helping people realize that, wow, our leader is growing. I've, I need to grow. And for the teams that I've worked with, when you create this trust from a vulnerability standpoint, right, that we're all trying to grow, it's something where actually everybody can know what people are really working on. If there's one thing, you know, that I could do that's going to help this team be better, what would that be? And then to really be explicit with that, Marshall Goldsmith, my mentor, has an amazing stakeholder-centered coaching methodology on this. And... You want to be able to be really clear on the habit you're changing and then 
ask for input on what are ways to change that habit. And then the most important thing is people think that they've made a change and wow, that's great. The much harder to change people's perception of us. And through the data, he's shown that the way to do that is to loop back with folks. You know, I'm really, I'm working on being more patient. I'm wondering if you've noticed any change. And they may say no, but you may realize, well, I really, I really did. And then, oh yeah, I recall doing this. And then it helps connect us. Oh yeah, you're right. That was more, more patient. And that's the way to help create people's uh, change of perception. People are always very frustrated. People think this of me. And I'm always saying, well, you don't, they didn't make it out of thin air. So something you did telegraph that, you have to own that. And then moving forward, you can make a shift, but you got to bring them along. So using yourself as a model for that is really a, um, it's the killer way to, to, to lead, um, showing how an individual needs to grow. I think that's the big takeaway. <laughs> Is there a particular thing you could think of that you'd like to put out? You could say to the team, you know, I'm going to work on X and I'm going to take feedback now. Well, what might be a way that I could, you know, make X and, and make it real concrete? I think the, the first thing to is to acknowledge that the team uh, has uh, yet to gel and that as a team leader, that's my responsibility and to ask for uh, their input on uh, how each individual can contribute to the team coming together as a whole. And that would be that vulnerability piece on, from me, you know, um, you know, recognizing that we haven't gelled yet and that's on me, you know, what can I do to improve as a leader to help foster this, uh, this coming together as a team. That's great. And then realizing everyone has their part too, right? There's no folding up our arms, letting, sitting back saying, well, it's all in Jim's hand. It's like, no, no, no. We're, we actually are all in this together. And that, that the, what you've laid out, I think, puts you on a good starting point. Um, I will look forward to staying tuned. So you know how to reach uh, me, Jim, so if I can help you, I uh, would be happy to. I really appreciate your joining the show. And uh, that you're so oh, keen on being I've part of the Oh, I've been looking forward to it. And, and thanks for the, uh, the invite. And thanks for uh, helping me become part of the solution. It's my pleasure. You're inspiring me. So I thank you for that, Jim. Take care. Yeah. We'll take a quick break now. You're listening to Say It Skillfully. I'm your host, Molly Chang. And I'll be back live with you shortly. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Our sponsor for this show is CEO Works, the value coaching company. CEO Works is an executive advisory education company that advances the work of human capital. I've partnered with them on client projects, certified as a value coach myself, and seen the impacts firsthand. They have a unique approach to creating value quickly through talent by identifying the most critical roles designing the roles, then powering them up with the right incredible talent, their model coaches the ecosystem all around the talent to produce leaps in value. Their focus is not only on the talent, but also on the role-talent combination. The CEO Works team believes we can improve the world by improving business. I encourage you to find out more at ceoworks.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Say It Skillfully, featuring your host, Molly Chang. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or join the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter with the hashtag, Say It Skillfully. Now back to your program. Welcome back. Our caller now is Liv. Liv, excited to have you on the show. Hey, Molly. I'm glad to be here. So, what is on your mind today? How can I help you? Um, so, I have, um, I have a question about just career growth. Um, for some background, I'm a product manager at a fintech company in New York. I've uh, worked with this company for the past five years. And um, over this time, I've had a track record of delivering consistently above expectations. So recently, my manager uh, moved to another role within the company, um, and she used to manage two different product teams. Um, one of them was mine. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm ready to take on the ownership of the second product as well. I have like the ne- necessary experience, the skill set. Um, however, the director, who is the decision maker here, is fairly new to the team. Um, she's been here for the past six months. Um, I do respect her. I like working with her, but I feel like I don't have her full trust and, and her support. So um, as I'm preparing for the conversation with her to discuss you know, getting additional responsibility or promotion. Um, I'm struggling to find the right words, and um, I was hoping you could help me, you know, find the right words to, to structure that discussion in a more positive way. Um, yeah, that's, that's my question. Fantastic. Something all of us can relate to. So you're ready. You feel your performance demonstrates it. Ready for a promotion and about to have the conversation, although you're not quite sure where your boss is at in terms of supporting you. I have that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Before I go into some thoughts, can you share with me what has you feeling like you don't quite have your boss's full endorsement? Um, so it's interactions in the past where um, – a lot of my accomplishments, I feel like they've sort of been um, ignored in, and a lot of like the smaller development, developmental areas have been uh, stressed upon a lot more. That you know, you know, you need to improve X or you need to improve Y, or it just feels like um, the. Um, I I feel like there is a lot more oversight and that probably stems from not having enough trust. Um, but obviously like in this, this whole thing is just my perception of it. And she probably has a completely different view or it's just the interactions that, um, that are few and far in between. So I talk to her maybe like once a month or so. Um, so I try to communicate all the information that she needs uh, to make the decision back up, but it's still, when, when I do interact with her, I feel like there isn't enough, uh, enough trust 
depending on like the kinds of questions that she asks me, the kinds of information that she seeks for like for sort of like you know making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. Great. So before I get to the main question, just in these moments because you don't get to talk to your boss very often, if there's any lack of clarity for you in that moment, Liv, you want to try to mm-hmm. lean into that at that time, right? So after the fact, this is good learning okay. going forward. So as you're working with a boss, it, it is important to highlight how critical trust is. And if you're feeling like you don't have it if in a way that you can say that with an open heart saying, you know, Susan, I you know, want to feel like I have, 100% trust in you and you in me. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. how you feel that we're doing on a scale of one to 10, where do you think we are? And, and not okay. to make that in a judging way, but just to get it out in the open. And, you know, a boss needs to be honest and say, you know, I, I feel like it, it's, it's hard to say 10 if it's not a 10. So then it's, let's say it's an mm-hmm. eight. Thank you for that, acknowledging that. What, why is it there? What could we do? I know it feels like an edgy thing, okay. but this trust thing is so fundamental. So the more you put it out there saying, you know, how is it that we can make sure that we're there for each other? Because I know that I want to be my best for you. And that's going to help you get the best group performance. Clearly, that's in her self-interest and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that can be a way to just take that on. It's quite direct. So but just, I just give you some some words for that. Same thing if from, gosh, I'm noticing, you know, I, I'm just trying to understand the priority and relative importance. I'm noticing X, Y, and Z. And so stack rank them just mm-hmm. so I understand what okay. is the most important thing in performance. Because you may be missing a piece, but right? this big accomplishment you think is so amazing may not be for whatever reason we don't know. Mm-hmm. To your point, I appreciate your saying yeah. that, you know, I'm not really sure this could be my own perception, which is you're absolutely right. Your sense of reality, her sense of reality maybe may not be aligned until you start to really talk about it openly. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. Great. And yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like maybe there are different things that she's looking for that I'm still not aware of. Um, And I sort of had like, you know, a conversation, like an interim one to just get that clarity. Um, But I didn't, I guess I didn't say like, can be can you tell me on a scale of one to ten how we're doing and it wasn't overall um what you know what the evaluation was it was more like can you let me know what you know areas I need to still develop in further and then it became just focused on the development areas and I never got a good gauge of like you were saying overall how are we performing I still yeah so i I can certainly definitely use this in my you know my next one on one with her and, and check in. That's great. So now for this performance conversation, we have always talked about your own energy. Number one thing going in is your meta skill and that of potentially super positive, super excited. You know, think of a way of coming across. It's just like, gosh, you're just full of possibility. So that's the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who doesn't want to have an employee come in? just like, gosh, you know, take the world by storm. The world is our rainbow. And so you want to get yourself authentically into a really positive state versus I'm not really sure what she thinks. Maybe I haven't done enough things. Mm-hmm. So that could be mm-hmm. absolutely legitimate. It may not serve you to come across that way. And I'm not saying you would live. I'm just using that for ex- uh, example. Got it. So the acknowledging your boss, 
thrilled to be talking about this conversation. I'm very excited about this promotional next step opportunity. And, you know, for the call, I, I don't know if she's setting the gender or you are, but just say, can we agree on things to cover? Because I'd love to be able to put my best foot forward to be considered. And I'm absolutely open to do whatever it takes so that I'm um, prepared. So that your t intention mm -hmm. is very clear, not arrogant. You're not saying pick me, I'm the best for sure. Uh, however, you're sure. being very confident. Does that, does that make sense? The fine line between yeah. the arrogance and the confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think that is that is really key. Like, I need to get some inputs from her on what exactly um, is expected of me in terms of even that conversation. Uh, so it it doesn't go off in you know a one sided tangent. So that definitely makes sense. Right, and if you haven't done it in the past, don't. Fake it. Liv could say, you know, you can blame me. I talked <laughs> to Molly on the radio show, and I realize I have not done a good job of clarifying mm -hmm. for sure, you know, the expectations. That's okay. That's just part of the reality. So mm -hmm. here's a great opportunity to do it. Better late than never. So no reason to shy away from that. And, you know, I, I have compassion for your boss. Often they're not mm -hmm. given a lot of training or support to have these kinds of conversations. So they're flailing away a little bit. Yeah. Totally understandable. Okay. And right, so you, you wanna be able to be part of the solution as much as you can and, and create space to go back and forth mm -hmm. and be prepared. She may say what you wanna hear and she may not, right? Yeah. If she doesn't, yeah. she said, well, you know, Liv, I don't have the same view. I don't think you're ready here. Mm-hmm. The first thing out of your mouth might be like, why? And that's not, I'm not saying that's wrong. It might be, well, thank you for sharing that. So you have a moment to mm -hmm. gather yourself. I am a bit disappointed because I, I think that's an area I actually excel at. Would you please say more? Okay. As opposed to defending, well, but I did this and I did that and I did that, you know, so, mm -hmm. which is a very natural instinct. It takes a good amount of self-awareness, yeah. this being a good relationship with yourself to take a breath realize she has a different okay. view. She sees something differently. It doesn't make her wrong or bad. You may be missing something and let her share and then say, ah, interesting. And then that gives you information to think about what you would share next. Got it. Any cool. other components yeah, of this chat definitely. that um, you want to talk about? Um, I think, um, yeah, that was the only question I had um, for this conversation. There was there was something related, which is uh, it, it's kind of intertwined in in the in this lack of trust thing, um, which is like I also want to um, express that I feel underappreciated. Um, so some background for that is you know like to me it feels like this. Additional responsibility um, should have just been um, like it. It should have been a very obvious. Like I should have been the obvious choice. Um, I feel like the past couple of years, my performance has been stellar, but I haven't. Re I received outstanding performance reviews, but I haven't received a raise. Um, and it is another. It's another thing I want to express, but then it becomes sort of hard to 
say both things in the same breath like hey give me additional responsibility and also i feel like you know i i'm not being uh, appreciated for the work i'm putting in so do you have any advice on how to how to tackle that i'm i'm worried i'm going to commit career suicide if i don't handle that properly Yeah, so I'm hearing this uh, something that helps you is feeling appreciated and you're not getting the sense of being fully appreciated at work. And I'm just going to separate that from kind of everything else. So that's just um one topic. How do you get appreciated? And so mm-hmm. I did a video on this. You might send the video. This is one of the most it was like 50,000 people viewed this video because you can never overappreciate people as a leader or as a coworker. Okay. So that might be just an eye opener. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you pick your battles, right? So at the right time when you're talking about how can we um have a better working relationship, what can I do, what can you do? I always encourage folks you need to ask for what you need to be your best. And so the setup is I want to mm-hmm. be my best for you and for the team. You know, one thing that really matters to me is a sense of feeling appreciated for appropriately, appreciated appropriately for great work done. And I just ask that that be something you think about. For example, it might look like this. And and I, I it seems like you're walking your boss through connect the dots, but sometimes that's just not a habit. They have not been appreciated mm-hmm. themselves live. So it isn't something that they yeah. realize. I have I only know one person on the planet who feels overappreciated, Marshall Goldsmith, my mentor. <laughs> so really this isn't something that most people get enough of anywhere. And so just ask for that. And by the way, show it first. I appreciate you for having this conversation. I appreciate you for so you're modeling that you're being part of the solution and then that mm-hmm. makes it, you know, kind of a quid pro quo like it comes back at you. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, it it does make sense. It's it is another conversation I can sort of weave in uh with with my uh with my monthly check-ins um in and and see how how receptive uh how receptive she is to that. So, fantastic. Fantastic. Let before we wrap here, what's the you have one top takeaway from our chat? Um so I think my top tip takeaway is um I want to get just get aligned. So, you know, um use like the meta skills of this is probably what i've been doing wrong all along is uh i've been a little bit negative because i have had all this you know negative emotions around this um but my conversations have have not had that positive energy you know the whole and they haven't been authentically positive at all so that's one thing i'm going to change in my next conversation um and also like um trying to understand first from her what the expectations are and get some clarity around that um and agree on um on just what what it is that how she views uh, objectively the performance that in my head I view very positively um and then and then go from there as far as the development areas are concerned Fantastic. I feel the positivity in your voice. So that's a shift way to go and just think about that as possibility cool. and I I think you're going to be great. You know how to reach me if I can be of help let me know and thank you so much for calling in and being part of the solution. Liz. Sure thing. Thank you Molly. This is invaluable. Thank you for all you do.
<laughs> My pleasure. Okay, let's welcome Johannes. Johannes, thanks for joining the show. Hi, Molly. Thanks for having me on the show. Glad to be here. <clears throat> so, my friend, what is on your mind today? So, it's um, in my role, I'm mostly, um, I have a client-facing role as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm in a professional service um, business. And dealing with new customers <clears throat> on a daily basis, eager to get clients and creating business. So from time to time when I'm on calls, I, I tend to accept requests or timelines or proposed deliveries or budgets too quickly, worried obviously of not getting the business otherwise, um, and then either immediately or after the phone call realizing I'm not standing up fully to the value that I provide, but not really objecting. Um, or sharing this this opposing point of view in that case um, that um, there that I did not fully agree with it, but of the based on the fear of losing the business or um, looking bad for the for the customers to not say anything in that moment and um, it would be very helpful your perspective um, or framework of how to change that change that um, you know the behavior. That happens very often in the heat of the moment. And what what would you suggest for that? Fantastic scenario. So I'm hearing you uh, have something on your mind. You know right away that this is not a workable timeline that someone's put forth. You know it. However, you're not actually saying it for fear of losing the client or having them unhappy. Do I have that right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. So. I see hear a lot of self-awareness already. I'm, I'm worried that um, I'll lose the business. Um, they might not like me. So that's very valid. And I would just ask you to think about yourself from that worry. Is that really the case? And I mean that genuinely. They're on the phone with you. You know, they, they're working with you. So they're inclined to want to work with you. And so realize that, gosh, they, they do. They wouldn't even be bothering to have this call, Johannes, if you were the one. Mm. So that's having being your own best friend. Be your best friend, not your worst enemy, and be competent. They, they want you. Okay? So with that energy, you're hearing this, oh, this, I'm so excited about this project. So this posit, a positive entry, right? I'm so excited about this project. And for sure, I want to do my absolute best. And everyone wants that, right? That's their, you're aligned, already you're aligned. The thing is, that timeline is a bit tight for me, and I don't think I can deliver my best work for you. So it's all about them, and they want you to deliver the best work. Uh, I'd like to propose something like X, Y, or Z, or talk it through, but at least you have it on the table. And it, you know, if you can flip it when they're in their shoes, I'm sure you could understand when you, your clients ask X, Y, Z, you wouldn't want to commit to something that you couldn't do your best on. So then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that happens to us all the time. We wouldn't want to do the same thing. So now you're having common cause in that scenario. And right then and there, if they look at you and you, you're not, oh, they're so disappointed. Like, oh my gosh, he's so horrible. How could he not possibly make that timeline? Then you want to get some more information. Well, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think is involved with producing this work? 
And they're like, well, we just think you go click your fingers and all of a sudden it'll be done tomorrow. And so that gives you a chance for them to share. Well, well, actually, we have no idea. Thanks. Is it all right if I share with you what's involved? Right. Or if you have other client obligations, everyone has other client obligations, Johannes. That's not a shocking thing. Then I, and I want to treat all my clients, you know, with the kind of respect to deliver what I've committed on. And that's just showing really mutual respect and that you really value them and want to do your best. How's that landing for you? No, absolutely. Um, I think uh, an issue is often that I tend to not talk about how to prepare uh, the project or what is involved because it's too much the information overload, but it could come at the cost that um, the clients don't really see <laughs> what's involved and uh, they see too little of, of that. So that's absolutely an, a, a very valid point to to point this out more. I tend to do this um, later on in like in, in, in any written contract to, to share. Uh, and I not tend to do. I do. We do this. Uh, what what will be in, included in in it? Um, but sometimes then it, it's already like past the point where um, where we talked about timelines or or budget, um, and then just and then just uh, like a, a big list. But yeah, so it's definitely um, something to definitely something that um, that makes a lot of sense to to do this very early, very early in the process. Um, my, my concern for holding back with too much of the, the details was to not overwhelm the, the client and think, oh my God, there's so much involved in this. <laughs> and then they get, and they get, and they get nervous about it. Um, absolutely. I also love the, the starting with the positive energy um, to, to, to share the excitement to start with the project. I think this is something that I, I tend to do, and because I'm really always excited to start a new project, and this is this is definitely like I'm sure was a great starting point to to keep that momentum, and then and then and then um, like move on to the part where we we talk about okay, let's talk about the timeline or the budget, um, and I'll see how realistic this is. Great, I appreciate you raising this. How to be show the details, but not too much detail. So let's talk about this because this comes up for people and it's very valid. So in service mm -hmm. to the relationship and to the work, one thing I, it's very important to help set some expectations. In the past, I haven't shared enough and it hasn't served the clients. So I want to make sure that I help you appreciate all that's done so we are on the same page. That sort of thing is like irrefutable, okay? So let me at a high level just take you through and you're not trying to make go through and it's hard sometimes because you know all the ins and outs and all the i's and all the t's that have to be crossed right so you want to stay high mm -hmm. enough level for them to appreciate a lot of work but not so much so where they're fearful that it can't get done and that does take mm -hmm. a little bit of i mean it takes being very intentional about how you communicate that work so you have to take yourself mm -hmm. outside of your knowledge of the work and doing it and from someone who's completely foreign to it, what would make sense for them to be like, oh, I get it. That's, that takes a lot of time. That's not, you know, that's, that is rocket science. It takes a bit of effort. And so therefore, you'll be in a, a position to share that, not because you're trying to make it sound so hard, but that you want to create expectations. And then it also gives them a bit of chance to ask some questions. Are we aligned? I'm not trying to take you through. There's way more than this. Trust me. 
However, I do want to be in service to you to let you know the, 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 you know, the bigger picture. So let's wrap here. Top takeaway for you, Johannes. Um, the top takeaway is, is truly to, um, to really uh, like be um, at, 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 at these calls, um, share, think about more how to share what is involved in the process. Um, I think I tended to share too little because I shared too much in the past and talked too much about it in the past, and then I realized it's better to not say too much. So um, fi find the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the fine line of sharing the most important things they need to know in advance and share it in a way that, that is of benefit and value to them, and that also highlights the value that I bring to the clients. Um, I Fantastic. think this is something that I should just include um, in, 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 in every call. In some Fantastic. Fantastic. Johannes, thank you for calling in and thank you for being part of the solution. You take care. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. That is a wrap for today's shows. Please reflect on your top takeaways and know that I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 